0: On today's episode of The Bolts Broadcast, ESPN was the worst decision the NHL could have made. Stay tuned. Season four, episode sixty-one of the Bolts broadcast. Mike Mitchelson and Chase Crosshaw with you today. Chase, how are you on this lovely Tuesday afternoon?
1: I am hanging in there. It's uh, you know a little bleak outside today, but at least it's it's nice and warm. Don't have to worry about a jacket or pants or anything. You can still go out there, short, short sleeve shirt, drive with the window down. Just not a ton of sun. How are you doing?
0: Uh, doing pretty well. It was also a bit stormy here earlier today. However, the sun has peaked out. It's looking nice. Thinking about maybe going for a little walkie poo right after this. And then also, Uh-oh. uh, for your information, because no, well, actually we're going to release this right as we're done with it. So maybe if people are, are on the mark, but today, Tuesday, Wingstop has 70 cent wings. And then also, if you use the code BOGO SAMMY, you get buy one, get one <laughs> chicken sandwiches from Wingstop. So we're going to be doing Ooh. that for dinner
1: oh that's that's uh, that sounds intriguing
0: yes so i am not sure if you guys already had plans for dinner but they figured i'd uh throw that out there and see what was up but nonetheless today on the Bolts broadcast gonna be talking about a couple of different things talk about john cooper what he is currently doing uh talk about espn and that whole fiasco i kind of had a little uh little overall gripe I wanted to talk about with the NHL as a whole. And then after the commercial break, look at the conference final schedule, world championship check-in, and then hockey name of the day. So it's not going to be a a super long episode, but one that I think uh, might get a little bit passionate, especially once we start talking about the NHL and ESPN as a whole. So let's start. John Cooper, uh, what is he doing in his off time
1: so, you know, this is the first time that he's had, you know, any sizable break in, in quite some time, you know, it feels like eternity because, you know, Tampa Bay is such a dynasty, but John Cooper so used to working this long. He's like, I, must, I might as well keep working. He's going to hop on TNT and be a guest analyst for the Eastern Conference finals. But that'll be exciting. We'll we'll get to see, you know, our fearless leaders face on the TV screen, just basically calling the Florida Panthers trash because they're going to get worked by the Carolina Hurricanes saying that, you know, Tampa Bay is really the better team. They just want to give everybody else a chance. So they took this year off. You know, that, that's that's all it's going to be. So it, it'll be cool to see him, um, you know, on TNT giving his analysis because. You know, it's always, it's always fun to give these coaches to do that. And he really hasn't had the opportunity to do this.
0: Yeah, totally different perspective we're going to hear out of John Cooper. I mean, we see it in the NFL a lot. Guys that played the game, guys that coached the game, they end up in the booth and they bring a little bit of a different perspective. I still really like Tony Romo. I know a lot of people are starting to hate on him. Uh, but I still really like hearing Tony Romo call games because he does have an act of just predicting things that eventually do happen. So uh, I find it interesting. I think John Cooper will be able to add that level of, um I guess, insight to the, to the call.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. You know, it's obviously not going to be the same level because, you know, Tony Ramos at the color analyst and John Cooper is just going to be, you know, an in between period type guy on TNT. So a little different, but, Still, you know, when it, when it comes to like, you know, showing clips from game situations, he's going to be able to kind of like really analyze and break it down. And that, that's always fun.
0: Mm-hmm. And then I kind of wanted to talk about ESPN and the NHL as a whole. Chase, is it a hot take to say that the NHL's deal with ESPN is worse than the NHL's deal with Fanatics?
1: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> you really can put me on the spot here, eh? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It's, it's definitely not great for the brand. Like I, I would say it is because at least fanatics, you know, it, it, that's already for the fans of the sport. They're, they're angry that, that, you know, the merchandise, the branding is going to be kind of underwhelming based on what's happened in the past. Whereas ESPN, they were supposed to, you know, come into the fold and kind of promote like, like, like the, the sport more, really kind of draw new fans, um, new fan base, you know, just kind of get more attention, focus on the sport. And that just, it hasn't happened, you know, you're looking for a nationally televised game. All of a sudden it's on ESPN news or you can only watch it on ESPN plus. It's a local game. It's blacked out. Like it's all, all this type of shit that ESPN fumbles harder and harder and harder by the day. So ESPN, it, it, they're really doing a bad job at the NHL. And it's just another part of the, the NHL's kind of marketing team that, and I, I don't know if the marketing team is the right, you know, one for this, because it, it's more than just that, but just how the NHL brands itself and markets itself in general, it's just, it's just catastrophic. Yeah.
0: I I haven't been a big fan of ESPN and I think at this point when you're looking at Fanatics versus ESPN only one brand is going to lead to the downfall of the NHL. If games aren't being displayed, you know, that that's going to hurt the NHL a lot whereas if you got some jerseys that aren't as cool as they used to be, you know, that's not going to absolutely kill viewership by any means. I just think yeah. that when I'm looking at the NHL overall, and there's a lot that goes into it, obviously ESPN and their coverage, that's a big uh sour spot for me. But also you look at the current playoffs, I think that, you know, th- there's been some really solid games, but to see the Hurricanes and Panthers and then the Knights and the Stars none of those teams are big markets. And I am very worried. Uh, I would argue that Vegas is the biggest market of them all, and they're the newest team. Uh, but I'm worried that there's real potential. This might be one of the lowest-rating conference finals and then eventually Stanley Cup finals that we see in a while because of that. And then also seeing the Conor Bedard goes to Chicago sweepstakes go down. It just... Everything surrounding the NHL to me right now. And this is a personal opinion. I I hope you guys don't align with me, but everything in my own eyes just points towards the NHL product is not nearly as good or exciting as it was in the past. Like I was invested so much more in years prior. This year I'm really struggling. I'm not sure If it's because of ESPN and not being able to watch all my games, having to subscribe to ESPN plus just to see games and all that bull crap, or if it's just all of the above, I don't know. Something's kicking me out of it. And there's a couple of reasons that I figured I could mention.
1: So I, I, I kind of disagree on a a lot of that. Yeah. It's, it's an underwhelming, kind of product I can agree with that but in terms of the whole smaller market thing for the playoffs um it, it there's good and bad to it there you know it, on the surface it might appear that there's less viewership because when you look at a team like Toronto and there's millions and millions and millions of fans of that organization um you know once they get eliminated they might not tune in as much so sure you're losing the viewership there but what you're doing at this point is you're getting more hype in these markets like um, in Raleigh, North Carolina, down in Sunrise, Florida, um, over there in Vegas, they've already got you know a pretty solid fan base, and then down in Dallas, um, there's there's a relatively good overall too. But you know, really on the on the on the East, uh, Carolina's fan base has been building and building and building. In Florida, they kind of always played second field to Tampa, and it it, it just it's good to kind of see these markets continue to grow. It's it's gonna be good to get this product you know on the screen as long as the ESPN actually puts it on the screen the right way. Um, I, I don't think it's a bad thing because you're still getting hockey fans. You're still going to you know, get viewership. As long as you're putting it in the right time slots, uh, people are going to be still be flipping through and end up on hockey games. Um, so as long as the ESPN doesn't completely like bundle it on their end, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Um, so you know, just generally speaking, I, I can agree with you saying that it's, it's underwhelming to where it could be, but I don't think that this whole smaller market thing is a bad thing.
0: Here's my question for you when it comes to looking over the last decade, And comparing it to now. So, like I said, I've been more invested in in prior years. Uh, When I'm looking at viewership numbers, and this is specifically Stanley Cup um, related. Obviously, regular season's a little bit different, but I feel like it doesn't compare to, you know, the biggest seven-game series, potentially seven-game series in the whole entire sport. But when you look at average viewership, it peaked in 2013 at... Uh, 5.762 million uh a night. That's how many viewers they had. And then you look in 2015, they had a, a peak in game two of 6.5 million. Uh, The biggest we've seen in all of the Stanley Cup finals was a game seven in 2019, the Blues versus the Bruins at 8.7 million. When you look at the last couple of years, 2020, you had... Come on. Get out of there. Uh, 2 million. <laughs> 2 million average for that one. When it came to... And, and that one does have some question marks around it. Obviously, that was a COVID year. You were in the bubble. And I think everyone can agree that pumping in sound versus actual fans being there, totally different atmosphere, felt different. Yep. I think a lot of people didn't like that. Then you look at 2021. Tampa versus Montreal. 2.4 million average. Which does not compare to the 5.76 million average from 2013. And then when you look at last year, you were averaging 4.6, which is still over a million less than back in 2013. For a game that's trying to grow, for a game that should be competitive with the likes of the NBA, we're not going in the right direction. So what is, can you point to a difference? Do you feel the same way? Or are you more invested now like, what's the big change here?
1: Well, for, for me, the investment level doesn't really change his playing. I, I have, you know, more vested interest in teams that are going on. Like, you know, I, once Tampa got eliminated, I was rooting for a couple of teams. Like, you know, I was rooting for New Jersey. I was rooting for Edmonton. Now that those teams are gone, it's like, nah, that sucks. I don't really have, you know, a rooting interest anymore. But I'm still going to watch the games because I love the sport. I love the the kind of whole atmosphere that goes on in the NHL playoffs. So, you know, for my end, nothing really changes. And when you're, when you're kind of looking at the outside perspective, the average hockey fan, I don't think a ton changes. There's going to be some that tune out, but like the average hockey fan, they're, they're, they're going to watch hockey. The ones that are kind of base level introduced to the sport or not really introduced to the sport at all, yeah, they're not going to be tuning in. But even if it were a Toronto or, or a Detroit or Tampa, obviously they've had success these last few years and it's been a growing fan base. But you can go with the original six market, whatever it's going to be. The viewership numbers will be higher, sure. But that's because those teams already have such established fan bases and it's going to look lower with a kind of smaller, sm- smaller fan base against a smaller fan base because the true diehard fans aren't tuning in as much. So if you, I, I don't know the right way to do this, but if there's a way you could kind of compare, um, you know, like fandom, like, like numbers of fans for a team compared to the viewership, I, I bet you it wouldn't be super different um, this year round this time around than it is in the past. So really what it comes down to it's the nhl and espn trying to get it in front of the eyes of of viewers the best they can you know espn really needs to make sure that this is being blasted all all over you know all all over the network they need to like advertise the hell out of it during their their daytime slots it needs to be talked about on every single sports show that they do during the day like multiple times for you know large segments it's kind of in the hands of espn they paid all this money to have the sport. The NHL agreed to have it there and it's kind of flopping. So the, the NHL needs need to do a better job marketing ESPN needs to do a better job putting the product on screen.
0: And one of the most disappointing things was right when ESPN got the rights to the NHL, we saw stuff coming out. We saw Stephen a Smith talking about hockey and then fast forward a year and Molly, well, I think it's first things first. Uh, excuse, I I don't know what it is. First things first, I think is uh Fox. First take, first take. Molly asked, "What New York team has the best chance to win a championship?" And whoever the guest was said, "The New York Rangers." And Stephen A. and Molly started hysterically laughing and said, "Hockey doesn't count," which. I'm not sure if that's the best appearance ESPN would want when they own the viewership rights to the NHL. No,
1: it, it isn't. And they need to do a better job stopping that shit from happening, and they don't care because basketball is, at the end of the day, that's their, that's their big moneymaker, and it's got such a large you know, fan, fan base, and hockey's biggest issue is always going to be the, you know, participants in the sport like when you're young you can get in basketball football soccer baseball all, all those sports super easily because they're cheap to play hockey is not cheap to play so there's always a barrier of entry and that kind of leads to a barrier of entry as a fan as well because you're not introduced to sport as a young age so basketball you, know, you got kids playing since three four five six years old so they're invested in the sport they become you know lifelong fans because of it and they get more viewership on ESPN because of it so of course, ESPN is going to prioritize basketball. Like, I'm not an idiot. We're, we're not idiots. We understand that's going to happen. But the level that they do it, it's kind of like pathetic because they still focus all its energy on LeBron. He's not even in the playoffs. And I still see sh- shit about him all the time. Who cares? Nobody cares. They, they, Focus all the shit on these little things about basketball that just don't matter, instead of talking about the things in hockey that do matter. And it's really just like it's a joke. It's just a joke that they're wasting all their their money and their resources putting this product on screen and just focusing so much more on the one sport that they've only ever focused on the last fifteen years.
0: Yeah, and the crazy thing is when you look at regular season. On now, obviously, playoff versus uh, regular season going to be a big difference there, but. Right away, I just looked up NBA ratings, you know, blah blah blah. Um, when you look at regular season viewership for the NBA, the average for this past year was one point five, one point five nine million per game. And we just talked about how the NHL back in twenty thirteen, their Stanley Cup series averaged just around six million per game. So obviously, it'll be a little bit different for the NBA when it comes to their postseason. But the gap's not huge. At least it wasn't back in 2013. So really the NHL as a whole and ESPN done a really bad job of trying to keep the NHL growing at this point. I feel like it's more stagnant than it is growing, which is unfortunate because five, 10 years ago you talk about hockey as one of the quickest growing sports when it comes to America. Now I think when you're looking foreign countries, uh, outside of America, it's probably still at a really nice growth, but right now it seems very obvious that it's the number four and it'll stay the number four for a long time.
1: Without, without numbers, I can't get, you know, like, like guarantee anything or call it fact. But, you know, to me, it feels like it's been the most stagnant that's been the last 30 years. You know, once Gary Batman kind of took over, which this is the 30th season as commissioner, um, their 30th year, that was just, a, you know, kind of hit that milestone semi recently. Um, Ever since he came in like he has done a very good job growing the game like you can't say that he hasn't because he's introduced like 20 new NHL franchises like in, into um like in, into the league and that's a big thing for the sports getting them into new markets it's getting more players into the sport it's it's you know it's helping all this he's helping initiate youth programs in in places like Arizona places like Dallas where they didn't exist before so Gary Bevin's done a very good job very good thing for the NHL when it comes to that type of growth and he was great for, you know, the first 20, 25 years of it, especially once, you know, the franchises start getting added. But once we kind of hit Columbus, Minnesota, you know, th- those two kind of getting added and we didn't have another one until Vegas it, things, they really started slowing down. You know, ESPN shifted away from that, uh, for the NHL coverage that they had back in the nineties, which was a really, they did a really good job in the nineties actually. Um, but they lost the rights to that shifted away, started, you know, moving out with NBC on the versus network, you know, all, all that shit. and, you know, they're still doing okay. They were still um, growing, maybe not at the same rate as they were back in the nineties. And then once you kind of hit, you know, 2018, 2019, and then especially now this current decade, that's where shit's really fallen off. And it's just because despite a new, you know, expansion like team, really nothing else has changed. Like nothing else has been added other than a new organization. And that's, that's kind of the problem for a sport that really needs to kind of, you know, be, try to like make its mark.
0: Yeah, unfortunate right now. And I'd love to hear from the listeners. If if anyone's feeling a specific way about the NHL, feeling a specific way about ESPN, whatever it might be, uh, feel free to send us a tweet over at Bolts Broadcast. Love to get your thoughts on the NHL's current state. But we're going to head to a quick commercial break. On the other side of the commercial break, we're going to be talking about the whole conference finals. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with the DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. If you head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, head over to the NHL and Team Futures, there's some pretty good odds going on. With three of the biggest favorites in this year's NHL Stanley Cup playoffs being eliminated early on, we now see the Maple Leafs sitting atop the NHL Championship odds. Look at the Oilers next, the Dallas Stars and Vegas. Those round out your top four. While you have the underdog Seattle Kraken sitting at plus 2,000. Some pretty good odds out there. Make sure to head over, check it out, and place whoever you think is going to win the Stanley Cup. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050. Or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE NY. And Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for offer details. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Let's face it, with coffees starting at $5, yes, even without any customizations, and our bank account somehow always depleting, we are officially entering a dupe session. Most products do the same thing, but are priced differently solely based on the brand name. So a good duplicate or dupe is crucial for getting the highest quality at the best price. One dupe you definitely shouldn't sleep on, Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point. So you can listen to what you want when you want without breaking the bank. With my student loans catching up to me, I head to Raycon.com. Raycon's mission is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg for quality sound and essential smart tech listening features. You can get a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of those more big-name tech brands out there. Raycon knows in this economy, every purchase needs to be perfect. They offer buy-now, pay-later options. Right now, you can pay as low as $18 at checkout. They have an easy and free return guarantee. They offer two years of product production insurance for just a few bucks. They offer free domestic shipping and a flat fee international shipping. They have over 50,000 five-star reviews. My three favorite components of the Raycon earbud, the earbuds tap functions, noise isolation, and awareness mode. When I'm in the gym and my partner won't shut up, I just pop those bad boys into noise isolation and go to work. Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off buyraycon.com slash THPN. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings and Raycon. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. Chase, any big bets on the line tonight?
1: Nothing tonight, but... I got a couple lines for you know our listeners you know you, you can safely place these um even if you listen today or to listen to the next day whatever it's going to be uh, uh since the playoffs before aren't Before you
0: do that um we are not uh, what is it we're not reliable we're not um
1: we're not liable
0: we're not liable for your guys losses if you take Chase's lines okay continue
1: Correct All right so I got a got a couple little uh, series parlays for for the listeners Nice and simple. Um, this is telling you who I think is going to win each series. So Carolina to win the series, minus 135. Dallas to win the series, plus 120. Partly that together, you get plus 282. So if you base $100 bet, you're going to get 282 in return. So if you base $10 bet, you get $28.20 in return, blah, blah, blah. So that's the first one that I'm going to be rocking. And then the second one can be a little more of a bold call, but, you know, who knows? I have Carolina winning the series four games to one and Dallas winning the series four games to two back of minds for a plus 36, 37 odds. So a hundred dollar bet would pay out $3,637. So those are the, those are the two bets I'm placing the dollar amounts. I'm undecided on quite yet, but that is what I'll be placing. I think everybody should follow along.
0: Two different bets on Carolina and Dallas, a all in on those two teams.
1: I am. That's just, that's just what it feels like to me. I, I don't think Florida's getting by and I, I just, I feel like it's going to be a good series between Dallas and Vegas, but I think it's Jake on time.
0: Carolina has felt awesome this year. There, there hasn't been many games where you look at them and go, Ooh man, they're, they're struggling a little bit. So I would agree on the Eastern side. Now the West, I'm a, I'm a little bit unsure of because Vegas overall, I don't know. I'm just not a huge fan of them overall. It might be because Mark stone went there. Uh, I got no idea, but then of course, Dallas, anyone that first started listening to the show way back when you knew I was always saying Dallas was going to make it, Dallas was going to make it. They never did. Then sure enough, Dallas makes it against Tampa. We beat them. Uh, no big deal. But ever since then, ever since I dropped, jumped off the Dallas bandwagon, I haven't really been interested in them either, but I think I'm going to be pulling towards Dallas and Carolina as well. Would not shock me though. If we see Vegas, Carolina, I I do feel pretty confident in that East.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. And now that I said that we're both probably gonna be wrong. So make sure to go fade us just in case, but yeah. Carolina, Dallas is the one I'm rooting for at the end of the day. Um, it, like, it, it's just the team that seems the most fun for me out of the East. And then Dallas is, there's a team that I like and, um, you know it'd be cool to see one of the most recent expansion teams win it in terms of vegas but just a huge jake Andre fan huge Rupe hens fan huge jason robertson fan i like three players especially the latter two because you know jake Andre was still a high pick but um the, you know the latter two i was big proponents of in their draft years to go higher and they end up slipping and they've become NHL superstars so uh you know really really big fans of that trio as, as you know as well as a lot of other guys on that roster so really pulling for Dallas. hopefully they're the ones that kind of take the take the big trophy here at the end of the, at the end of the playoffs.
0: You know, it's weird for me because when I look at the teams and obviously this won't ever be able to get tested, at least not all of it. Um when I'm looking at them overall, I feel like Carolina is my favorite to go on win the whole thing. I feel like Carolina can take out Dallas. I th- honestly think it would be pretty close between Carolina and Vegas and then I think Vegas Dallas either one would beat Florida. But who knows? Florida took out Boston. Florida, they're on the run. Does this miracle continue to come true? Because they were one point away from missing the wild card as a whole. They sneak in. They get two big wins here over Boston and Toronto. Who knows? This might be that miracle run. But anyone that knows miracle runs, a.k.a. me, Cincinnati Bengals fan, we know it gets halted. By really good teams, Carolina seems like that really good team.
1: Teams of destiny don't exist. Every team of destiny always falls short. So if it feels like it's a team of destiny, it's not going to happen.
0: Except for USA in 1980, baby.
1: Yeah that that was it. That was too big where that nobody else could ever match it. So they just don't happen anymore.
0: The world was like, all right, we got to... That was the one. That was the one for the century. That's it now. Yeah, literally. All right, let's do a little World Championship check in now. Uh, I did see that U.S. they took down Germany. I think it was three to two yesterday. Big fan of that.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. How, how could you not be a big fan of that? Oh, I'm sorry, my phone is loading. Oh, I had the wrong freaking lead prospects open. Um, nice, but yeah so so, yeah, so 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 far through this, um, like th- through this World Championship, about three games in, um, you know, as of today, and you know the the U.S. has looked pretty good. Um, you know, the one team that has surprised me. Out of all this is the um, is the uh, Swiss team. Honestly, they, so right now, Team Switzerland, they are three and zero through the tournament, and like they've they've been looking pretty good. Uh, they're the only other three and zero tournament with Team USA. Um, you know, that includes Canada, who's only you know two and one over there in the other pool. But Switzerland, the roster isn't like you know some ultra stacked group. You know, there's there's NHLers. There's always going to be you know. Some guys with NHL rights tied to them. Calvin Thurkoff, you know, Nita Ryder, Dennis Melgan, Nico Hischier. Now, Fabrice Herzig, who's right, just still owned by Toronto. That's random. I didn't know that. Kevin Fiala, Jonas Siegenthaler, Giannis Moser, and then Doran Van whose who's right, still owned by Detroit. So, you know, there's quite a few names, but really the only, like, bona fide studs would be, you know, Fiala, Hischier, maybe Nita Ryder, and then Siegenthaler, and, you know, Moser are starting to become those guys as well. But, no, like, they've just been playing well. They've been playing a really good team game. Um, and so far, three shutouts. The goalies are just absolutely rocking right now between a Janoni and Robert Mayer. Like they, they're they just playing incredibly well as a group. So we'll kind of see how this keeps unrolling. But Switzerland is right now kind of looking like they, they just, they look like it, again, a team of destiny, I guess.
0: It's weird to say right after you say uh, destiny is not a real thing, but Hey, I also I saw Latvia they pulled out a big win over Czechia and overtime and Latvia they're hosting so awesome for them
1: yeah but it, it's a shame um it, it wasn't a big miracle thing like last time where Chris Gulevskis went in and made a billion saves he he didn't get the play he didn't get the game uh Archers uh Seelovs who is a mink Cooper Canucks prospect he's the one that Went in and got that win. He's been playing, you know, as good as he can for that team so far through this tournament. But yeah, no, it's cool seeing the smaller countries get a win. Um, you know, you've still got a country like like Hungary or Slo- Slovenia or Kazakhstan. They're still kind of still kind of looking for, um, you know, their their, their first w- wins in this tournament as well. So we'll we'll see what happens. Um, you know, especially for a team like Hungary, who's not on this stage a ton. It'd be cool to kind of see them come out with something and you know maybe win a couple of games, maybe maybe even go on a little bit of run. I that'd be cool.
0: Yeah, Slovenia really struggling too. Currently, two yeah. goals for through three games while giving up thirteen. Not looking great there. But uh, overall, looking at the teams, how everyone's been performing up to this point. Uh, who do we expect to be? You know, getting to those top four, top three, obviously uh, meddling stages. Where are we looking?
1: I mean, right now you're always going to say the U.S. and Canada because I like, they're they're so good in these tournaments. And then you look at countries like Sweden and, and Finland uh, and Czechia. They they provide pretty good rosters overall as well. But Switzerland has looked strong. Um, I, hopefully their goaltending keeps up and they can kind of keep rolling. Um, it's bound to you know crack at some point, so don't expect it to be you know to go 100 percent the way it is. But maybe they keep going a bit of a run. Um, if I had to call my shot on medals right now. I would say this is going to be a U.S. gold, a Czechia silver, and a Canada bronze. Speeding out Switzerland.
0: Love hearing a gold for the U.S. Love that prediction out of you. But yeah,
1: so that's what I do. Let's that's what uh, I do baby.
0: Let's head over to hockey name of the day, shall we? Yeah, why not? We've got all I I want to say Petter because there's two T's, but I don't know if that's going to be the case. I'm going to go Peter. Pet Peter. Peter. I don't know. Let's just go. Peter Vesterheim. Vesterheim. Vesterheim.
1: Peter, just as Peter Vesterheim. So Peter Vesterheim, easy enough, plain and simple. Uh, the two T's is a little, a little tricky, tricky, I know. But Peter Vesterheim, he is an 18 year old uh, Norwegian. He is 18, as I said, 18 years old. Um, so meaning he's draft eligible. Um, you know, September 2004 birth year, just missed the draft um, by 15 days last year. So. This year he he'll be someone who's got you know a, a shot at being drafted. Is he going to be a high pick? Highly unlikely, but maybe a bit a late round flyer. I could see that happening. Um, you know he's had some international experience at the U20s, um, playing for Norway. Had a good tournament, seven points through five games. On top of playing in the top um, Swedish junior league as well as or one of the top Swedish junior leagues to say, as well as the second pro league over there. But you know the the one cool thing about him right now is. He's actually playing the World Championships for Norway. Three games, no points at the moment, but um, you know he's at least getting some opportunity with the men's team, um, being one of the youngest players in this tournament. Hopefully, he can kind of get himself on the board. You know, right now he's got a combined thirteen minutes and fifty seconds through three games, so he's not you know getting a ton of minutes. But who knows? Maybe as we go on a little bit more, he gets more of an opportunity.
0: Yeah, I really like the last name too. Obviously, uh, when you look. At your more Norse region uh, last names, you are going to have stuff like this, and reminds me a lot of Valheim, a uh, little game that you know we play here and there. Yeah. Uh, but Vesterheim, great last name, and then also cool to see that he is currently ranked in EU skaters by NHL Central Scouting, ranked as the number seventy third EU skater.
1: Yeah. So like, it you know kind of goes show that he's not going to be. Some high pick, but he's definitely on the radar of NHL teams. Um, someone that if I had to say does does he get drafted, I really don't know. He might be more of a second third cycle type guy that gets drafted.
0: Absolutely. All right. I want to thank you so much for coming out and giving a listen. Chase, if you could hit him with an outro.
1: As always, I'd like to thank you guys for listening. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Boltzbroadcast, Broadcast, broadcast. You can follow the hockey podcast network on Twitter at Hockey Podnet. That's at Hockey Podnet. Why not right, go follow WNP and Twitter at WNP sports Pod. That's WNP sports Pod. Make sure to the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You can find all the pods right there. Boom, click the logo. It's an easy-peasy lemon squeezy. Wherever listening rate listening, five stars. Thanks for your questions, comments, concerns. Please go support our friends over at DraftKings and Raycon.
0: Thanks so much for stopping by. We'll talk to you next time.